Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. I am Kirk coming to you again with another uh, invigorating and exciting podcast and video cast. What do you call that? Video blog? I don't really know. Anyway, one of the things that I'm always looking to do is to find ways to to help churches uh, build uh, flourishing ministries and making sure that our church workers um, understand and have the tools to to recognize how their positive mental health is actually being built up um, by the church members because God has put us in this family and he uses the church to build one another up in love when everyone is working and doing their part. And so the idea is, is how do we gain this idea of unity that works for the purpose of the kingdom by making sure that all the parts are healthy. And so if that's interesting to you, I encourage you to check out a new website, ppmhi.org. Um, also, please like, share, and subscribe. There, um, We have five subscribers. Let's get to 10 this week. It's your job to make that happen. <laughs> anyway, so what I wanted to do, um, at least for this week, I might, it might extend till, till the next episode, I'm not sure, is just I want to kind of look at some fun stories in ministry. I think, again, we get so involved in all the negative stuff or the struggle of ministry that it's important for us to pause and go, there are some fun things that happen in ministry. And I'm not talking just about successes. I'm just talking about fun things. And so I'm just going to read some things, comment on them potentially, but hopefully we will laugh together. Shout out to Zach and Cadence. All right. In his beautiful book, I Shall Not Want, Robert Ketchum tells of a Sunday school teacher who asked her group of children if anyone could quote the entire 23rd Psalm. A golden hair, four and a half year old girl was among those who raised their hands. A bit skeptical, the teacher asked if she could really quote the entire psalm. The little girl came to the front of the room, faced the class, made a perky little bow and said, The Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. She bowed again and sat down. That may be, well, the greatest interpretation of 23rd Psalm we ever heard. The Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. You know, I kind of wish that was my attitude most of the time, right? Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Um, wow. Uh, boy, what a great insight from a four and a half year old again. And that just reminds, uh, you know, people that, man, God is working even in the hearts of little ones. We had a substitute preacher preaching at our church and he told this story. He said when he was younger, he thought that the doxology went, praise God from whom all blessings go. Praise him, all preachers, here we go, instead of <laughs> creatures here below. Then praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He said he thought that because when everyone sang that, often the preacher leaves the pulpit and walks out. Yeah, there's some traditions, right, that they end with the doxology. And so the, the preacher leaves, right, or he'll go to the end, uh, to the front of the church or the entrance to the church. So he'll walk out. Um, and so, you know, praise God from whom all blessings go. Praise him, all preachers. Here we go. That makes sense. Uh, you know, it, again, God called us not to, to have a sit, right, but to send us. And so it's just interesting how how we hear things. I we <laughs> reminds me of when my, our kids were young. Their friend um, said, "Let hairy men that that have breath praise the Lord." Instead of let everything that has breath. Um, so she heard it as, "Let hairy men that have breath praise the Lord." And so, what what joy we find in the ministry. 
Recently, a large seminar was held for ministers in training. Among the guests were many well-known motivational speakers. One such boldly approached the pulpit and gathering the entire crowd's attention said, The best years of my life were spent in the arms of a woman that wasn't my wife. The crowd was shocked. He followed up by saying, And that woman was my mother. The crowd burst into laughter and he gave a speech which went over well. About a week later, one of the assistant ministers who had attended the seminar decided to use that joke in what was his first sermon to the congregation. As he shyly approached the pulpit one Sunday, he tried to rehearse the joke in his head. He was notably very nervous, and getting to the microphone, he said loudly, The greatest years of my life were spent in the arms of another woman that was not my wife. His congregation sat shocked. After standing there for almost 10 seconds, the pastor finally blurted out, And I can't remember who she was. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, it's hard when you're, when you're preaching in front of people, right? Many of us, maybe you want to just comment and let me know. Hey, this what happened to me when I was trying to to preach, and I'll share that you know for for uh, anyone. Even if you're like so, sometimes you know, even if you're not a pastor, but you're in public ministry to some degree. I mean, like I was in music ministry for a number of years, and I couldn't I couldn't tell you how many times I forgot the lyric. And what really made me laugh was when I would forget the lyric of a song that I wrote. And it's like, oh, my, your mind just goes blank, right? Um, or you're looking at the at the chord sheet in front of you if you're playing guitar or what, whatnot, and, and you, you just blank the chord that you're supposed to play. Um, one of the things that I, I, I've used in the past, past is the Nashville number system, and so sometimes I'll forget what key I'm in, and so I'll play the wrong chord. Anyway, God uses that to humble us, I'm sure, but we're, we're just broken people trying to do God's work. Little Johnny went to Sunday school one Sunday. The lesson for the day was from Genesis. God opened up Adam's side took a rib from him and created Eve from it. What was really what that was what really struck Johnny. Later that afternoon, Johnny started feeling sick and his side began to hurt. He lay down on the couch and after about half an hour, his mother came over and asked him if he was feeling okay. He said, "Not really. I think I'm going to have a wife." <laughs> now I've used that one in in a uh, in a sermon illustration before, you know, sometimes humor is a good thing. Um, when when pa- when it's important for for congregations to know that you as a pastor have a sense of humor, um, and some of our senses of humor, anyway, can be um, a little off putting. So I would just say stick with those that you know will be funny for the majority of the people. The Presbyterian Church called a meeting to decide what to do about their squirrel infestation. This is a good one. After much prayer and consideration, they concluded that the squirrels were predestined to be there and they shouldn't interfere with God's divine will. At that, the Baptist Church of Squirrels had taken an interest in the baptistry. The deacons met and decided to put a water slide on the baptistry and let the squirrels down themselves. The squirrels liked the slide and unfortunately knew instinctively how to swim. So twice as many squirrels showed up the following week. The Lutheran church decided that they were not in a position to harm any of God's creatures. So they humanely trapped their squirrels and set them free near the Baptist church. That might be why there's more at the baptistry. Two weeks later, the squirrels were back when the Baptist took down the water slide. Ah. The Episcopalians tried a much more unique path by setting out plant pans of whiskey around the church in an effort to kill the squirrels with alcohol poisoning. 
They sadly learn how much damage a, ba- a band of drunk squirrels can do. <laughs> but the Catholic Church came up with a very creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels and made them members of the church. Now they only see them at Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that joke before about bats and whatnot. Um, and not much was heard from the Jewish synagogue. They took the first squirrel and circumcised him. <laughs> That'll teach those squirrels. Uh, that's a very steady hand. But it's interesting. We see the difference here, and we, we make fun of it. Um, you know, we, we all have these differences of, of opinion, differences of how we practice. Um, but what's important is that we celebrate that God is, is being uh, exalted and Jesus is being preached. And when Jesus is being preached, we rejoice. Paul says some do it for, for wrong motives, but yet what we sh- shall we say? We rejoice that Jesus is preached. Makes me uncomfortable sometimes because sometimes I'm like, ah, you got to preach him right. Um, uh, but we trust the Holy Spirit for that. After church, Johnny tells his parents he has to go and talk to the minister right away. They agree, and the pastor greets the family. Pastor, Johnny says, I heard you say today that our bodies came from the dust. That's right, Johnny, I did, he says. And I heard you say that when we die, our bodies go back to the dust. Yes, I'm glad you were listening, the pastor replies. Why do you ask? Well, you better come over to our house right away and look under my bed, because there's something either coming or going. <laughs> You know, what was the phrase I heard? You be careful, be careful when you when you decide to use a vacuum cleaner or use or to dust things. You might be you you might be uh, cleaning up a, a, a an ancestor, right? You know. So I mean, I think it's funny though that that you know we have these ideas in the ministry, and I gotta you know what I love about young people's minds, especially when they look at these stories, is they they absorb things, but they have good questions, right? We we tend to not have these great questions, but they have good questions. It was the day after Christmas at a church in San Francisco. The pastor of the church was looking over the cradle when he noticed that the baby Jesus was missing from among the figures. Immediately he turned and went outside to look and saw a little boy with a red wagon, and in the wagon was the figure of the little infant Jesus. He walked up to the boy and said, Well, where did you get him? My, my, my fine friend, where did you get him? The little boy replied, I got him from the church. And why did you take him? The boy said, well, about a week before Christmas, I prayed to the little Lord Jesus, and I told him if if he would bring me a red wagon for Christmas, I would give him a ride around the block in it. Again, the innocence of a child. Um, and, And I want to encourage you as a pastor that we are children of God. Jesus says, come to me like a child. And again, we get so caught up in in some of the, the important things of the ministry. I don't want to diminish the trials, the struggles, the planning, the vision, the resistance that we find in the ministry. I never want to diminish that. But we need to pause and go, man, there's such great joy in the ministry, especially when we behold the ministry and our Lord and our God as a child. And so we'll pick up and we'll read some more stories next time. Um, but I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage those who listen, uh, just to have a light heart about things. Um, life is short. Uh, as, as a pastor friend of mine says, life is short and hell is hot, right? Um, uh, Zach, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, and so, uh, but the whole thing is, is I just really want us to know that God is good, God has a sense of humor, God loves his creation, God loves his church, and we get to have that love placed within us so we can share that love with others. And when we share that love and and look at those joys in the ministry, 
and the joys in our life and the funny stories. I think it can really help us build the church up in love and that we would build flourishing communities that are intent upon building the kingdom of God and serving the Lord with great gladness. So, Together, we can help the church flourish. Remember, please feel free to to reach out to me. I'll put the email in the, what is that called? The notes, I suppose, the show notes. That's fun to say. And then also, um, you know, please, again, like, share. I want to get five more shares this week, or five more subscribers this week, not just shares. So um, if you know a pastor or a church leader or just a a church member that might find this interesting, uh, I just ask you, Humbly, please consider um, inviting them to subscribe. Anyway, have a wonderful day, and let's look forward as we help the churches flourish. Mm-hmm.